I want to welcome everybody to this broadcast of our Mass of the Lord's Supper. It's a great pleasure to have all of you here joining us virtually. Still so very surreal to be celebrating Mass at Our Lady of Wisdom without the congregation, even more so during this triduum. The church is usually packed full of people ready to enter into the great mystery we are celebrating. As many of you know, I usually have a theme for my triduum preaching, and all three homilies sort of are interconnected. And while I'm going to reveal towards the end what the theme is, my purpose or my drive, as I hope you'll see, is during this very difficult time to try to offer some consolation, some hope as we move forward during the time of sickness and the time of quarantine. And most of what I'm going to talk to today, to you about today, is actually inspired by a homily from Cardinal Ratzinger, who became Pope Benedict XVI, that I read years ago, but through my research, I stumbled upon again earlier in the week. And when I was reading it, because I've been struggling, what should my theme be? I knew immediately when I read this homily, this reflection he gave, that would act as the sort of central piece for our reflections today and throughout our time together. And so today we are celebrating the church's Passover. Passover, the ancient Greek feast, actually going back into the roots of the nomads surrounded where the Semitic people came from, where we heard about it, the first Passover in today's first reading. When Moses gave the instructions for each family to take a lamb or a goat, to slaughter it, to put the blood, on the doorpost to roast the flesh and eat it, and that night when the angel of death came by destroying the firstborn in order to liberate the Israel from the Egyptians, that if you stayed in your house and you had that blood on your door, your firstborn would be spared. Of course, we know what happens. Uh, so many people die, so many animals die, that Pharaoh lets Israel go. And so, <clears throat> The original celebration of Passover, as we heard today, if you study Jewish history, is originally a family celebration. It's not something that was celebrated in the synagogue or something in the temple. Originally, it was celebrated in the home. And so, Cardinal Ratzinger talks a little bit about this, about the significance of the Passover being celebrated in a home with your family. He says that the home thus becomes the locus of salvation and refuge in that night of darkness in which the angel of death walked abroad. The home, the family, he says, provides protection. It defends the family, it defends the world actually against chaos. That on the night of the Passover, creation needs shielding and recreation. And so the family becomes central to Passover. And while I know everyone watching is so sad and distraught that you're not able to be here with us in the church celebrating this Holy Mass, we can see it in a way that the Lord is actually letting his people get back to their roots. The roots dating back to the Jewish faith, the roots dating back to the time of Moses, where you're celebrating with your family in your home, not in the church, 
but gather together, maybe around the TV or around your phone or around your computer, but still there in your home where we've seen that quite literally over the course of the past several weeks, the home becomes the place of protection against sickness, against death, against the chaos that is in the world. And by celebrating your home tonight, we're getting back to our roots. Now, in Jesus' time, uh, things had changed. In Jesus' time, what happened was, is all the Jews were supposed to make a pilgrimage to the holy city of Jerusalem. And Jerusalem then became the home. Within the walls of Jerusalem, there was safety. There was protection from the chaos and the destruction that lay outside of the walls. And so Ratzinger says by making this pilgrimage, the Jews would have to return to their origins, be reminded where they came from, and to be able to situate themselves in that greater home of Jerusalem within the walls. But still, Jesus and the others during his time would have celebrated the Passover in a home, celebrated with their families. The lamb instead was slaughtered in the temple, and then family members would come and take the lamb and then put the blood on the doorpost and celebrate in the home. Well, Jesus was not with his physical family, but he was with his apostles. And so Ratzinger makes the point that because the pilgrims would come from all different places and would often have to stay together, that the law provided that these companies could be considered a family. The, the Hebrew word is the haburoth. And so Jesus, with the apostles, would have, under the law at the time, been considered a family unit. And so Ratzinger says, there you see it. When the apostles gathered around Jesus in the home, you see the church. That Jesus formed what, he's, quote, what Ratzinger says is, quote, a new family, the new city. And for us, she, the church, signifies all that Jerusalem was that living home which banishes the powers and chaos, powers of chaos and makes an area of peace which upholds creation and us, end quote. And so it's Jesus who is the head, who forms his body, the church founded on the apostles with his love and with his very life and self-gift. And so what Ratzinger does is in summing it up, and talking to the church today and realizing that we are part of this Jerusalem, we are situated in the middle of it, that our Passover, quote, needs to become a family celebration once again. For it is the family that is the real bastion of creation and humanity. Passover as a summons, urgently reminding us that the family is a living home in which humanity is nurtured, which banishes chaos and futility, and which must be protected as such. And don't we see it? This, this prayer, this desire that Cardinal Ratzinger, Pope Benedict gave decades ago is being fulfilled now. And that the Passover is being celebrated as a family, and we're realizing how important the home is, how important the family is. And yes, it is sad not to be in the church, but it offers us a very unique way to get back to our roots and to be able to celebrate the Triduum. 
Now what Ratzinger does is he continues by saying that the family as a unit, safer than the walls of the home, must be kept safe within the larger family of the church. So you see the church here, which is symbolized in Jerusalem, and then you see the family in the center. So this also helps us in this time of struggle to realize that the church is more than a building. It's more than bricks and martyrs, important as it is. That Christ is the one that forms his church and that it is formed by the sacraments, particularly baptism, where we are baptized into the body of Christ and the Eucharist, which is the body of Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, which helps to form and unite the church. And so while we're away from the physical church or away from the sacraments that I know it pains us, I've talked to so many people and it's given us a greater desire to receive the Eucharist, a greater appreciation for the sacraments and the ability to come into the house of God and to be able to worship. But while we cannot do that, what's happening is the domestic church, the Domus Ecclesia is being strengthened and formed by you watching out in cyber reality as you are out there being a participant virtually in this public celebration of the Mass. So I want to circle back to that homily that Ratzinger gave. He makes a point that I never thought of before, that when I did read it, it sort of blew my mind. He makes another observation. He says that just like during the time of the original Passover, that the people of God were prohibited from going outside of their homes or else they faced the death of the firstborn. The Jews in Jerusalem on the night of Passover were prohibited from going out beyond the walls or the boundary of the city of Jerusalem, which was actually at the Kidron Valley. So again, Jerusalem was acting as a home. The walls were the walls of the home. And so what he notices is, Jesus, what does he do? After completing the supper, he and the apostles go out of the upper room, out of the walls of the city, past the Kidron Valley, and into the Garden of Gethsemane, the Mount of Olives. Jesus was breaking the law. Jesus was going outside of the prescribed bounds. He was going into the darkness, into the chaos. He, the firstborn, going in order to face his death. You can imagine, maybe the apostles were scared. What are we doing? What's going on here? Now, I'm not advocating, I want to say this, I'm not advocating that you break the stay-at-home order. I'm not saying that Jesus wants you to do that. There's a deeper symbolic meaning here. The meaning is, is that Jesus did not fear the darkness. He didn't fear the chaos. He didn't fear the death that laid beyond the protection of the city walls. He was the firstborn and he was going to courageously face it. He was not crippled by fear, not crippled by anxiety. He went with power. And so what Ratzinger says is actually in this, we see the mystery of the, 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 the resurrection inserted in the Gethsemane. The power of Christ exhibiting there that Jesus knew then that he was stronger than death. And so like the apostles who followed Jesus in this time where so many people are tempted to fear and to worry 
and the anxiety is on the rise. We don't need to fear. We cannot be crippled by fear and anxiety, by the darkness, by the chaos that lies outside. Jesus is one. He is our hope. He is risen from the dead. But now you know, know your story, that Jesus did go out into the garden and he experienced in his human nature and his human intellect and will tremendous anxiety. Lord, if it be your will, Father, allow this cup to pass from me. So where, though, during that time of trial did Jesus look for support? He looked for it from his heavenly Father who sent the angel to console him, but he also looked at it his friends, his family, the apostles who, unfortunately, were falling asleep. And so this connection to the heavenly Father, we heard it in the gospel today, Jesus knew where he was going. He was going to the Father. And the apostles who were with him are going to become the two focal points of our reflections through the rest of the Triduum. Which brings us to the theme. Probably could have figured it out by now. The theme of the Triduum is home. What does it mean to be a home, to have a home? The importance of the home. The Passover was celebrated in the home. The family is the home, the bulwark against chaos. And the church, Jerusalem, is our home. And so we're going to see tomorrow how the apostles develop that theme. And then finally, the connection to the Father. So I've done in years past, I try to encourage people to make this time of triduum sort of a time of retreat. When you're in your house, you ain't going anywhere. So use it as a time for prayer and reflection as individuals and as families. So I want to give homework to everyone. First of all, spend some time over the course of the next day giving thanks to Jesus for your family, for your home. Ask him to bring peace, to bring blessing to strengthen all the members, whether you're living together with your biological family, your extended family, or with your roommates from college. Y'all are all considered a family if you're living in that home. Number two, what are your fears? What are our fears that are keeping us from following Jesus into the darkness, into the chaos? What's the root of our anxiety? And finally, let's take those and give them to Jesus and ask him to give us the courage to know the strength and the peace that comes from our home and to be able to head out in the way of the cross, following him with the greatness of spirit and with the courage to follow him with the darkness through the night to the resurrection. Amen.